Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So I need to address the elephant in the room. It's my Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. So you might be thinking, Russell, the Bucks are not in the Super Bowl. I know that. I know that. But they won last year, and I was wearing this shirt last year. And this year, I'm pulling for the Cincinnati Bengals. So since I wore my lucky shirt last year and my team won, I'm thinking the Bengals are going to win today. So that's my personal prayer request I ask you to hold with me. And uh, if you're pulling for the Rams, uh, uh, well, you know, as we say in the South, bless your heart. So... Hey, but that's not why you're here today. We didn't come to talk football, did we? We came to talk principle and the application of spiritual principle in our lives. And how do we use spiritual principle in our lives in those times when we feel stuck or when we feel like we are playing defense and not getting a chance to play offense? But there are tools that we have in our lives, spiritual tools that we can use to overcome the challenges in our lives. We have plot twists to be sure, and things come from out of the blue that we didn't see coming, and we think, how in the world am I going to deal with this? You know, like a pandemic. Yeah, or the pink slip, or when the lawyer calls and you didn't know your spouse had a lawyer, that sort of stuff. Life seems to hold us back sometimes from doing what we want to do, but there are tools that both groups and individuals can use, and basically they're the same tools. We just have to use them. Carol shared today her story, her powerful, powerful story, and we opened with the song, We Shall Overcome, which is a gospel song that became a protest song and an anthem for our civil rights movement. Now, this song's history is most commonly attributed to being lyrically descended from the hymn, I'll Overcome Someday, by Charles Albert Tinley, who was a Methodist minister and a gospel composer. I'll Overcome Someday was first published in 1901. It's been around for a while. But Tinley's story itself provides a valuable insight into not just American history, not just why we celebrate black history, but as a reminder of the innate capacity every single one of us has to overcome our individual and collective difficulties in our lives. Little backstory, Tenley was born in 1851 in Berlin, Maryland, which is just inland from Ocean City. His father was an enslaved man, but his mother was a freeborn woman. And because of that, and due to the slave codes at the time in Maryland and in the country, Tinley himself was reborn. He grew up among enslaved people, but once his parents died when he was young, he lived with a freeborn aunt of his and, um, and did well. So well, in fact, that he got married at the age of 17 to a lady named Daisy, and they moved to Philadelphia, where he found a job as a bricklayer and carrier. Now, while they were in Philly, they attended Bainbridge Street Methodist Episcopal Church, where he served as the sexton, which is another way of saying the janitor of the church. Well, since either because of the laws of the time or lack of opportunity, Tinley was unable to go to school. 
But he took matters in hand and learned independently by asking people to tutor him. He enlisted the help of a Philadelphia synagogue, actually, to help him learn Hebrew. And he learned Greek by taking a correspondence course through the Boston Theological School. So without any educational degree, Tinley did qualify for ordination as the Methodist Episcopal Church as a minister by an examination, and he succeeded by doing very well and had very high scores. He served in several different capacities before eventually being hired by Bainbridge Street Methodist Episcopal Church, where he formerly served as a janitor. I don't want our board of trustees to get any ideas. His, I just had to throw that out. His prominent ministerial career and musical career were based in Philadelphia, where he died in 1933. Powerful story. Powerful story of a man who overcame, and in his overcoming, he inspired and still continues to inspire millions to do the same by drawing on this innate capacity that everybody has. We call it the Christ within. It doesn't matter what you call it. But there is an inherent divine power within every one of us that when we access it will not only help us overcome the problems in our lives, but to reach the goals and fulfill the desires of our hearts. So if you've been with us watching online and now in person, this is the sixth and final wake of our series of talks based on the book Masterclass Lessons by Unity Minister Reverend Ernest Wilson. And I've really enjoyed connecting with this material written back in the 1930s, and I hope that you have as well. And if you've missed any of these talks, you can find them on the archive video section on our website or wherever you find podcasts available. There's a link to the podcasts on our website. But I want to give a special shout out to Unity member Dave Sobel, who makes our podcasts on all the different podcast services possible. So yay, Dave. Amen. Today's theme, of course, is overcoming. And haven't we all had to overcome something in our life, either individually or collectively? I mean, you think about it individually, what kind of challenges do we have? Well, we have health challenges and relationship challenges and family challenges and career and creativity challenges and financial challenges and faith challenges and Zoom connectivity challenges. Oh, yeah, we're all way too familiar with that one. And the list goes on and on and on. And of course, you could substitute the word problem or obstacles or impediments for the word challenge. I kind of like challenge. It kind of gives me a, hey, let's go do this. Problem just, go, just feels like lead to me. It's like, oh, God. oh, we got problems right here in River City. That's a different talk for a different day when we do show tunes. So collectively, we have challenges, don't we? There are, there are pandemics, of course, wars. Economic disparities, prejudices, telemarketers, and commercials so long during the Olympics, it just drives you to distraction. I mean, there's just no shortage of things to overcome in this world. So what's the key? What's the key? What do we wanna, how do we access this power within us to overcome our challenges or to meet our goals? Well, Wilson says this in the text. Overcoming is the result of engagement, not avoidance. Overcoming is the result of engagements. Oh, so I skipped ahead. Check it out. Let's look at this. This is what he really says that's really important. 
Not what we have to meet, but the way in which we meet it is the determinant of our status in life. There you go. It's not a matter of the what we have to meet, but the way in which we meet it. Or put more simply, it's not the what, but the how that matters. It's not the what we have to overcome, but the how we address it. I love how Carol said in her sharing today how important it is to stay prayed up and stay meditated up. Because engagement with our spiritual practice is the number one component of the how of overcoming. The great leaders of our day and even times past who have overcome things have always leaned into their faith and their spiritual practices. Think about individuals like Mahatma Gandhi, very devout in his Hindu practice. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, very devout. Archbishop Desmond Tutu in South Africa, they're very devout. Charles Tenley, we just mentioned. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, co-founders of the Unity Movement and countless others have affirmed the importance of prayer and meditation in meeting both the personal and the collective challenges that people face. Our spiritual practices keep us grounded in truth. They keep us grounded in a power that is both within us and all around us. They keep us grounded in the divine ideas of faith and strength and wisdom. Yeah, it is easy, isn't it, to get overwhelmed by the facts and the alternative facts and the misinformation that's circulating around the world, especially in this age of social media. However, however, when we take time to be holy, take time to rest in God, or simply take time to close our eyes and take mindful, deep breaths, Something truly healing and empowering happens. As Paul said, scales fall from our eyes. And we're able to discern what is ours to do and what is not ours to do. Or put another way, we gain wisdom. We gain clarity. We gain courage. And direction. This doesn't mean that the way will be easy. <laughs> I sure wish it did, and sometimes it is actually. It just means that we will find a way forward and have the capacity to keep moving forward. That's what we want to do. We don't want to get stuck. I remember that famous line of Sir Winston Churchill who said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Don't pitch a tent and stay. By connecting with God as we understand God to be, by connecting to the power and presence active in us and in the universe, we realize we are powerful. And we can do what we want to do. It may not be as graceful as we would like it, but we can move forward. Stay the course and whip inflation now. Political slogans I'm channeling. Now I realize some of you might be saying to yourself, as I have said to myself on more than one occasion, oh, that's fine for a little while. But then I go out in the world and I'm overwhelmed with the fear of whatever's out in the world. 
or I don't go out into the world because I'm already overwhelmed with the fear. Remember what President Roosevelt said in his 1932 inaugural address as he was speaking to a nation engulfed in a horrific depression in 1932. And he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And though we're not in an economic depression right now, although the times are certainly odd, it does appear to me that as a nation and as a world, we are engaged in an emotional depression or an anxiety abyss. And our fears are making the situation even worse. Ernest Wilson says in Masterclass Lessons, we should not dwell upon our fears, but sometimes it is very helpful to actually face them instead of merely trying to deny their reality. I laughed out loud when I read that line. Sometimes it is very helpful to face our fears. I think not. I think all the time it is very helpful <laughs> to address our fears, not just some of the time. And it reminds me of that phrase, hope is not a strategy. As in, I sure hope the bad thing doesn't happen, or I sure hope the bad thing isn't happening right now. Well, how will you know until you check it out? Difficult as it may be, crucial conversations have to be held about the reality or the non-reality of a situation. See, there can't be any overcoming there can be no overcoming by wishing or hoping or avoiding. There never has been a personal or collective advancement through wishing or avoiding or denying. You have to jump in and engage because overcoming is the result of engagement not avoidance. Let me repeat that. Overcoming is the result of engagement, not avoidance. It's not a matter of what the issue is, but how or if it is faced that matters. Again, it's not a matter of, of what the issue, but how or sometimes even if the issue is faced that matters. Now, there's nothing wrong at all with, and everything normal, actually, with feeling fear from time to time. It's perfectly normal. And it's not inherently a bad thing, since fear, like pain, is actually a source of information. You know, fear and pain, four-letter words. They're like a red light on a dashboard on your car telling you something. And if we can hold the perspective that fear is there to get our attention, then it's not a bad thing. Rather, the fear is coming in service to our good, but we cannot receive our good and the, uh, that it's bringing if we don't engage with it. So I just tell you folks, don't be afraid of fear. It will help you overcome whatever is happening in your own private world or the collective world. So finally, and this is where I want to close, there's another real impact of overcoming a problem or meeting a goal or attaining an accomplishment. Change. You see, individually and or collectively, 
we're going to change or the world is going to change directly as a result of the fact we overcame something or reached our goal. You know, and sometimes we resist that, don't we? Because there's, there's a lot of comfort in knowing the knowns. I know what this is. I know the situation. I'm comfortable here. I don't have to change, even though, yeah, it probably would be better for me to overcome X or to reach my goal. But this is a kind of a safe space. I like my box. It's like the, the cat in the box on the video. However, sometimes folks even resist a change for the better. But we do. There's that pull within us that says, get moving. And so once we reach our goal or once we get to where we're going, there's often a point of disorientation. You know, like anybody ever gotten a, a promotion, a really good one, something you've really worked for? And it's like, yeah, I got my great promotion. Now I get to manage people. Oh, right. It's always something, isn't it? So just know that when you get to your new station or your new situation, you're going to have that you already have what you need, the inner resources to address that. I'll close with a few words from one of the greatest and foremost overcomers of the world and a social justice advocate as well, Helen Keller. Ms. Keller said, be of good cheer. Do not think of today's failures, but of the success that may come tomorrow. You have set yourselves a difficult task, but you will succeed if you persevere and you will find joy in overcoming obstacles. Remember, no effort that we make to attain something beautiful is ever lost. So, friends, I encourage you, be beautiful. And know that whatever is out there that looks like an obstacle to you is a blessing to you. Just lean in and you shall overcome. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.